Welcome back to Wed Locked and Loaded. Wed, 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 locked and loaded. You women. Do not lump us all in one category. You know so you girls, so you girls. And lie and stress the truth. You and try girls. to get us jammed up. First of all, I'm a whole ass woman, right? Think about no that. No disrespect. Sounds like it to me. So why can't y'all, why, what is it with men that they just can't walk away? Walk away. Depends how good it is. You don't want to give that away. Welcome everyone to the newest episode of Wedlocked and Loaded, episode 16. We are titling this Destination Wedlocked. This is um, the audio version of the Instagram Live that we did on Wednesday, uh, November, uh, not November, Jeez Louise, um, May 11th. And we had the amazing Deanna um, Conaway, and she is a coach, an author, um, uh, attraction, a love attraction expert. And, you know, we just had some real dialogue and we've gotten some great feedback from the show and it wasn't planned, but we figured that we was going to extract the audio and have it be a part of the show, um, and a part of the catalog. So, uh, hopefully you all get to hear it. Um, the audio does not sound as clean as if, you know, as I'm just talking to you. Um, but, you know, um, I, I cleaned it up a little bit and, and made some amendments. So um, please listen to it with grace. I think it's not like a unpleasurable listening experience. I think, you know, it's real dialogue. It's clear. Um, and hopefully you enjoy it. And this is the first of many conversations that we will have with her was so appreciative that she graced us with her presence and expertise and um yeah so enjoy it here it goes episode 16 destination wedlock (laughs) welcome thank you for having me how are you i'm doing fantastic so um diana is that that's how you say it right yes diana diana okay so y'all haven't, y'all haven't, have y'all met? No. No. Kind of. Emily. So, Hi. yeah. Yeah. That, that's Leah. And, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you going to say? I'm not going to be warm and fuzzy because she's been taking shots every chance she gets. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Anyway, we'll deal with that later. Right, Leah? I mean, you can deal with it. Anyway, so mm-hmm. welcome, welcome to the show. Um, I I want before we start getting in because you see the clip that I posted earlier. Before we start kind of digging into um, that type of stuff, can you um, introduce yourself? Leah, will you stop with the filters? <laughs> Absolutely. You're such a twelve-year-old. All right. So, so can you introduce yourself and then um, what you do and the services that you provide, so that way people will be like, "Who is this? Who is this woman they're talking to?" <laughs> Absolutely. Um, for those who are not familiar with me, my name is Deanna Conway. I'm the CEO of Love Coverage, which is a full-service coaching company. I'm an author and I'm a love attraction expert. Um. Currently now, that's where my focus is, Um, just assisting people on their journey to attracting transformational love and a power partner. Power partner. So you didn't say, so you didn't say marriage. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I um, am definitely a supporter of marriage. I believe in the sanctity of marriage, but um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like enforce like my own beliefs on clients so I support their journey whatever that may be if that's long-term partnership I support that as well agreed I mean you know you I think Leah and I both well I don't want to speak for Leah I think that that I what Leah I said please don't I don't need your puffy ad-libs every time you're gonna get these didiisms, but go ahead. No, and listen, that all that shuffling around is resonating in the thing. It sounds crazy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. 
Don't make me come out there and, and you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Anyway, so, Deanna, back to you. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, although Leah and I are married, um, you know, it's not for everyone, mm -hmm. right? And I, I think that um, it's, it's sometimes when you're in it, you realize it's not for you. Um, but, but I certainly don't take the approach of when people are in a long-term relationship saying, oh, when are you going to get married? And right. When are you going to make our honest woman and all that type of wildness that people say? So I love that you actually said, um, what is it? Power partner, right? Yes. <laughs> Which is different. So that's different than life partner. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I, I like to encourage everyone to come up with their own definition for things. So the same way, like, I like luxury, but I define luxury for myself. And I encourage other people, like, define what luxury is to you. It's the same thing with the power partner. Like, for me, um, power partner is an individual that is aligned with your God-given assignment, gifts, and desires. And their presence enhances your entire life not just like your romantic aspect. So in a nutshell, like the love you experience with a power partner, it's not just romantic, um, it's transformational. Mm. Now, is there, okay, so, so to me and to maybe a novice, that sounds like a super heavy title, right? Like that's a really heavy coat to put on. Mm -hmm. So. Are we gonna be power partners if we meet in a club on Friday, and we're get, we're getting to know each other? We're going on a couple of dates. Like, when do you transcend to power partnerness, um, or is there a time limit, or you just know when you know? It is heavy, um, and on purpose. I think that, especially nowadays, we've settled for just having a person, having a mate, even sometimes having a husband or a wife. Um, which is why I specified like power partner to put more emphasis on it to to let people know like you should be taking this a little bit more seriously. Could you meet mm -hmm. them in a club? Maybe. I wouldn't recommend it, but I mean, even a broken clock is right two times a day. Yikes. Um, when you, you said transformational, you said transformational. What does that mean exactly? Um, transformational means this person's presence in your life completely transforms your life. So you are different with them being involved and not different in a way that you're isolated, that's negative, that takes you away from your goals and aspirations. No, this person comes along and they fill a void that you didn't even know you had. Like, you are probably good. You're chilling. You're, you're like a happy single. Maybe you're successful in your career. You know, you're beautiful. You're handsome already. You get attention. Like, you're not really lacking. But then this person comes along and what they bring allows you to experience life on a whole different level. Like, wow, I didn't even know it could be this good. I didn't even know I could be this fly. I didn't even know. Like, they unlock mm. a whole different level. Right. Okay. So, what's, um, so let's, so let's say a person, hmm. So, m my last question, I guess, on the, on the power, the, the power, I can't even, power partner, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, can it be a person that, like, how is, I guess, how important is it to have the same kind of visions and perspectives on approach and boundaries and life? Like, is, when you get to that level, is it like a conjoined yeah. effort? That's a you know what I mean? That's a really good question because, you know, like the common sayings, people say things like, you know, opposites attract um i don't necessarily agree with that i think opposites attract for like lust and for like momentary pleasure they don't usually last long term if mm. 
they don't align when it comes to like major principles. I think mm. that's where it's really important. Like you can be quiet and the other person be more outgoing and that type of opposite could work if you're aligned in your principles for life. Like, let's just say, we'll use marriage. That's a good example, right? If one person really just values marriage and that is important to them, the other person, good person, successful, they show up, but they just don't believe in marriage. They, they think it's a piece of paper. That's a major thing. How are you going to walk together if something fundamental like that you don't agree on? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important for the major things. There has to be alignment and agreement with major things. Now, how important is... Um... Because you are not, so just to be clear, so everyone knows, you are not, um, you are not a licensed therapist. Oh, no. And no, no, not at now, all. Now, do you, now, do you say that? Like, you know how some people, <laughs> yeah. so like, um, like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like Wall Street Trapper and, and you know what I'm saying? And whenever people are giving stock tips, they're always like, I'm not, I'm not a financial expert. And it's, so do you say that right up front when you're talking to people? You know Do you what? Like I, I don't scream it in like my promos or anything like that, but when I actually talk to clients, when I have like guidance calls or they message me, um, you know, when they're trying to see if we're a good fit to work together, I make sure that I explain the difference between like therapy and coaching because some people need a therapist. And if they need that, I'm not going to take them on as a client. That's, that's like doing harm to them. So I definitely say to them, hey, I'm not a therapist. Um, with me, the, the main difference between like a therapist and a coach is with a coach, you're in the game. It's, it's you that's really got to do the work. I'm on the outside. I'm looking and maybe I'm going to point some things out to you about your game. I'm okay. going to make some connections for you to assist you in scoring to assist you in being more efficient, to assist you in getting to your goal, but it's still ultimately up to you. I'm not gonna dig into your childhood to heal those traumas. We might talk mm -hmm. about it to see how it relates to current patterns and things like that to heal you, yes. But no, I don't prescribe medicine. I'm not gonna diagnose you and say that you're schizophrenic. I'm not going to do any of that. I have no interest in it. I respect therapists, though, and they are needed. Now, can how you do one, both? Oh, sorry. How does one How does one know that they need um, a love coach? Um, I would say I recommend coaching in any area for a person that has a goal and maybe they want to accelerate their their progress. I give out a lot of free tips, advice. A lot of what I do in my coaching, I give out for free. So if you're a self-starter and you don't really need, you know, additional support or an accountability partner, maybe you could take it and kind of do it yourself. It's probably going to take longer, though. With a coach, you're going to get results faster. Um, they're going to be able to assist you in making connections that you probably will miss. And they might be right in your face, but because you're so close to it, you won't be able to see that that's the issue. Like you're probably walking around it a million times and I'll come along and say, oh, did you realize you've been dating the same person for seven years? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, huh? You know? So can it, is it beneficial to be doing um, both and, or should it be and or? Like, um, so if someone's in therapy, right? And they're seeing a therapist, once a month um, and then taking you on, is that almost um, counterproductive or is it actually more beneficial because they're working on all moving parts instead of, you know what I mean? I say it depends on the individual and where they are in their journey. So if a person um, is not mentally stable, if they're having a difficult time with like anxiety, 
if they're having suicidal thoughts, if they're finding it hard to manage their day to day, I don't think you need a coach yet. You need to be with a therapist probably to help you stabilize first. Mm. But if you're okay. a person that is in a stable position and maybe you're with a therapist because you just have like some deep rooted childhood traumas or you were in an abusive relationship and you're specifically wanting to deal with abuse or you dealt with like a death and you need assistance mm. from a therapist with grief. Um, mm. I would say that you can do that in coaching, but only if you're at a place where you're mentally stable. That's when I would say that it's, it's beneficial to do both. Now, have you had, um, let me ask this, I guess, just, cause, you know, because numbers matter to everyone, right? Have you had, would you say you had more success? I use that loosely, right? Because success yeah. is always, but have you had more success with uh, partners, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, fiance versus married couples that have been, you know, in the trenches for years? Right. Like, is like you know how do you measure and and what do you what do you feel like your your numbers could be if you had to detail them so this is a very interesting question and i'm so glad that you asked it when i first started coaching in 2015 my primary focus was premarital preparation that's what i'm certified in that's what i wanted to focus on i literally wanted to focus on reducing like the divorce rate amongst black households Right. So now wait. I, now specifically, wait. So are you saying specifically, um, black couples? Yeah, I mean that's that's. Oh. I'm oh, this. That, I said I'm okay. Black. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, hey. I wanted to, you know, help my community in a way, um, mm -hmm. and that's not to say I would turn down couples that weren't because I've had couples of all races. But I'm saying what I set out to do. <laughs> no, niche, niche is important and niche matters. Right. And I think intentionality matters. But so I appreciate that. In what I thought I wanted to do, I discovered a whole nother market. So I mm -hmm. set out to just do premarital preparation. But what was happening is every couple that I got didn't get married. And I was starting um. to feel like, shit, I'm not good at this. Like, they're, they're not getting married, right? Like, my goal is to, to get them married and have them prepared so they don't divorce. But another coach slash mentor of mine said, oh, no, you're very successful because you stopped people from getting married who shouldn't have been. Oh. Yeah, that's, that was the reaction that I had because at first I was like, I was ready to quit. Like, oh, this is not going how I thought it should go. Like, I'm, maybe I'm not good at this. So after yeah. I had, you know, quite a few couples, like, decide not to marry, I was like, okay. You know, then I was taking on singles. I was assisting with um, success coaching, assisting people with developing, like, career paths and different things to get promoted at work. I was doing a bunch of different things. Um but how I got to where I am now, which is love attraction. So I'm primarily working with a lot of singles that are looking to attract a mate or married couples that have been together for a while and maybe they've lost a little bit of the spark. They've mm -hmm. lost a little bit of the connection and they're kind of just existing. So they're looking for a way to like revive their relationship. That's that's where I'm at now. That's what I've been attracting. Oh, uh, so the I mean the couples that are just kind of existing. Like I don't. I mean that's so foreign to me. Like Leah, do you can you even relate to what she's talking about? Like I I don't I I can't even imagine. Are you being you know? sarcastic? Huh? Are you being sarcastic? No, because I've never just existed with you. I mean I you know I I feel like baby baby we've been roommates for a while. At some point in our relationship, we were ruined. Carry on. So, Deanna, so next question is, um, <laughs> don't lie. Don't entertain. It's not funny. It's just. But, but so um, that's what I'm asking you. Like, are you being serious? Because we've, we've been, we've absolutely 
been in a space where we were just existing. You know, it was like Groundhog's Day every single day. And how long you know? have you all been married? Oh, uh, we've been married going on eleven years. It will be eleven years this month. However, we dated. We were we were together for a long time, for over twenty years. So, Jesus Christ. I mean, you're not saying anything that's not common, by the way. Absolutely like, not. It's it's expected in long term relationships that you go through like those ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's really hot. Other times it's kind of warm. Sometimes it's cold. It's like the different seasons of relationships the reason why people should prepare for them though is so that they won't give up when they're in a certain season they'll be like more prepared and know that that's just a part of you know marriage long term so so let me ask you like because i think there's a very distinct difference um there's a very distinct difference so your processes with singles is not to be confused with a matchmaker. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I, and I, I'm not like a dating coach either because I want to be clear. There's, there's lots of different types of coaches. There are specific people that only focus on the dating portion, like how to date, how to actually meet the person. I don't do that. I focus on, giving the tools that you need to be a whole person so that you can identify what is healthy, like for a relationship, for a partner, so that you attract that. I definitely can give tips about once you've done the self work and, you know, maybe how you want to go about once you think you've attracted somebody. Yeah, I can sure help with that. But my focus is more foundational. Mm. and holistic so for instance right i have a friend who is single and um you know she's on dating apps right and so the people that are responding to her um, (laughs) nothing this this is so good you should try it this is so good babe don't don't cut me off the people that are responding to her are like you know she's like yo this is crazy like i'm definitely not into this you know they're they're couples seeking an extra person she's like nowhere in my profile does it say that i'm into you know threesomes you know what i'm saying no nowhere in my profile where it says that i'm looking to be a sister wife yeah you know so for but you have to shoot your shot though and 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 Deanna, just before you um before you respond, um, I just want to shout out Cassandra. She's definitely like active. Awesome. Um, and I'm reading your comments and we appreciate it. And we're gonna get into a couple of things in a minute. I just yeah, didn't want to cut off one of my followers and supporters. So thank you, Cassandra, for being Dope. on Don't they're baiting her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, if you don't ask, you don't know. In dating apps, but I would tell your friend, um, it's kind of twofold. I would tell her to look at herself first and really do an honest assessment. Like, are you whole? Are you prepared for what you're saying you want? Uh Um, uh I would say do that first. If she feels like, yup, I'm whole, I got it going on, which everyone usually does, and they're usually wrong. But if that's how she feels, (laughs) then she might want an actual dating coach. Like, I follow this coach. Her name is Align with Allison, and she specifically has a course about, like, creating your dating profile, how to go online. So that's where, like, there's so many different coaches. I would say do your research, look around, and go for the exact program that's going to assist you in where you are in your journey, like where you're trying to get. I try to reach people that primarily it's women, but I've worked with men too. So I don't kind of shut them out. It's just more women are open to it and they respond more, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking for successful people, meaning they have a career. They've been successful at being a mom or a dad. So they know what it takes to be successful, but they haven't been able to make the connection between success and love. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very connected, and that's what I teach. 
That's dope that you said that, um, successful at being a mom or a dad, because again, I think that's being very intentional. Because when you, because on the surface, if you say you, you work with people who are successful, people automatically go to, ah, oh, you know, $100,000 a year and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, mm, yeah. you know, you yeah. could be a successful business owner making, you know, $60,000 a year, but you are literally killing what you eat on your own, you know, and, and that's success. Right. So I think I love that you said that. Um, I wanted to ask you, well, seeing that you just said you work with men and women who um, I think I know what the answer is, but who is uh, easier to who is easier to um, work with and assist? Be nice. It depends. Um, I think women out the gate trust me more because they know I'm a woman. I've shared my story. I'm very transparent about the obstacles I've had and overcome. So they trust me more off the bat. Men they trust me enough that they'll like sign on, like they'll, they'll do a session, but they'll take one to three sessions before they really bear it, you know, before we can really get to the meat and potatoes of it. It's almost like they gotta, they gotta test me out a little bit. Like, let me see if she's just going to regurgitate what women speak is, mm. or is she, you know, really fair can she make assessments and, and give guidance no matter the sex? And once they see that, then it's, I feel like I get faster results with men, but women trust me quicker. Because men, we, we you know, we actually do the work and it's just, we, we, we actually deliver, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna like, stop you there. I'm gonna like stop we, you there. Like we bring so, the toolkit and we see the nail, and you know what I mean? And we get right to it. We don't, so that's you know. The that's the problem. That that hammering, that jackrabbit stuff. I'm loving that's it. That's not what we mean. Oh, I'm not sorry. Go ahead, Leah. I'm sorry. So, um, what, um, Lena? Lena says, um, women are more easily, um, to open up. I think that, and thinking about that, right? I don't hear, I don't. I have, it's, it's very rare that I hear a man saying like, oh my God, I just want to find love. I want to be in a relationship. Women are more, I, I hear that more often from women. Yeah, they're more open about it. Men mm -hmm. feel it. They know what's going on, but they're not as open about it. But I mean, if you look at society, have we necessarily created an open environment for them to be vulnerable in that way? I'm not mm -hmm. sure. I don't know. Mm. It it definitely um you know it it seemed as being too sensitive or too weak or man up or any of the you know common tropes that's being said and and, and done. Um, so you know uh, so Leah and I on our show, we um we talk about. A, a variety of things, right? And I think that we're in such a space now, and it took a long time to get here. That we're able to talk about things in um, in our marriage, but also as best friends, you know. And I think for years uh, we had talked about doing because people are always like entertained when they're around us or whatever. Um, but I wasn't interested in doing a, a podcast or any sort of you know video show or radio stuff because I didn't want to for the sake of entertainment burn the house down yeah if that makes sense and so um now there's things that we talk about in a real way and we're coming from a perspective of being in therapy for years and and the importance of that you know and I think now in our community therapy is definitely talked about in a more open way which I'm happy about yeah, right and that's definitely thanks to, I mean, right off the top of my head, he's not the only one, but Charlemagne definitely sure. championed, you know, um, mental health and therapy and really leaned into it in a real way. Sure. Um, and so, you know, we talk about a bunch of different things. And so some of the things um, 
you know, you and I uh, talked about, and I sent you some things. Um, I don't really have my notebook um, handy now, but, you know, one of the things that we discussed, which was one of the most honest and um, vulnerable episodes was um, abusive. And, um, you know, Leah pretty much drove the car, you know what I'm saying? I was just kind of assisting and making sure, you know, that the, the, the temperature was right, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I would like to s sit back for a minute and, and have you two have that discussion because I think not only is it empowering for people to hear it, right? But also from your perspective, um tools and things that maybe people can recognize early yes. um so leah if you want to i don't know if you want to share a particular story or a piece or something um do you, do you remember that episode did you just like black out i remember the episode mm -hmm. yeah. so do you want to share share like a piece of something and so diana can kind of um you know give her 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 take on it um, I mean, okay, I'll start with, I'll, I'll share like one of the, the earlier instances, um, where I think I was, you know, definitely, I was in middle school, um, new to the school, started dating one of the kids that was there. Um, my first interaction with him, well, the first time I noticed him, was when he was chasing me and a group of girls down the street with BB guns, with a BB gun. I didn't know at the time he was actually dating one of the girls that I was with that he was chasing. Um, later on, you know, you know, I realized, oh shoot, he goes to the same school, you know, and he showed um, interest in me. We started talking. I still don't know he's dating this. He was. Is that her she breaking never up? Said anything to me. Yeah, I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're breaking up. Yeah, you're good. Did you get a phone call? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So long All story right. short, she, you know, the girl never said that she dated this kid. Um, and I didn't know that they had history. Um, so like I said, he had, the fir my first interaction with him was him chasing us, you know, with a BB gun and shooting it at us. Um. And so, you know, in school, I noticed him, you know, I realized, okay, like, you know, I, this is the person or whatever. And long story short, we start dating. He's like, we're in middle school. He's buying me all kinds of stuff, right? Um, like jewelry, you know, this point I have my own. He's like, he wants to talk to me, you know, as often as he wants to talk to me, but you know, when you have a house full of people with one house phone, you know, that can't really, that doesn't work, you know? So he's like, well, I'll get you your own phone line. And so like, he's paying, you know, he got it installed, paid, was paying the bill every month, you know, just to, to talk to me. Um, I realized like, okay, you know, I was accepting of all the gifts and, you know, all the niceties and something transpired and I was like, okay, this is not going to work. And he was not accepting of me saying this is not going to work. So he would, you know, it would be the dead of winter. I wasn't assigned to the school bus, but he would go in my locker. He would break into my locker and he would take my coat so that I would have to get on the school bus with him. And I would have to get off where he, you know, where he resides just to get my coat back. Um, you know, nobody knew this was going on because I didn't say anything. And, you know... At first, it was, well, he's not putting his hands on me, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and then one day, he did. And it was more of like, you know, just, you know, like a, a like he hemmed me up. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember, you know, he came to, he came, you know, I was like, I'm all set. Like, you know, this is it, you know. And my aunt, who I was living with at the time, she didn't know, she had no idea what was going on. And so I remember coming home and he's sitting in the house. So she leaves and um, the phone rings and he just assumes that it's for me. And he heard, he hears a guy on the other end. 
Um, and then like, we literally start fighting, you know? And I still didn't, you know, we fought, I kicked him out. I didn't tell my aunt, my aunt's husband's nephew was on the couch sleeping. And I didn't realize, you know, that he was there while all this was going on. And he was the one that told my aunt what was happening, you know? Um, but I guess, and it, you know, I guess it would be for everybody, um, you know, what, what for that for that situation what were the signs that should have been absolute red flags well i mean first i just want to say that at that age who would be at a maturity level to even pick up on these things mm -hmm. so that's like an unrealistic expectation to have when we think back on the situations we were in and kind of dating and looking at it now, our age, we weren't mm -hmm. prepared to even handle those situations. And look at how you're even describing it. You're like, I didn't say anything. Of course you didn't. You didn't know anything was wrong. You didn't know enough about what a healthy relationship should look like to even be alerted that this isn't right. But from the very mm -hmm. beginning, I would say what you were attracted to already set you on a wrong path so he's not doing something like he didn't he didn't compliment you and and say you were so smart he didn't notice something unique about you and compliment that um you didn't meet him during a spelling bee where you're seeing how smart somebody is like right. you met under circumstances where it's like he's shooting a bb gun at people you know it's like the equivalent now to meeting yo in the club that's sagging his pants and like doesn't look like he's going anywhere, but he's right. cute, so we gonna talk to him, you know? So mm -hmm. I just even the initial meeting didn't really provide an environment for like a healthy type of deal. Yeah. Then as you described, you know, when a person there's nothing wrong with a man naturally providing and wanting mm -hmm. to do nice things for a woman he's interested in. I want to be clear about that. There's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. However, you have to be very in tune with intentions. You mm -hmm. know, if he's only providing things that link him to you or give him access to you or would paint him in a certain light, like there's some sort of tie to a benefit for him. Absolutely. I, I would say the intentions aren't aren't right if it's like that. You know, if someone wants to do something for you and it's a gift, sometimes those gifts are just what you want and they get nothing from it besides being nice to you. You know, not access to you, not to, you know, control your comings and goings. Like that's not a gift. That's That's not a nice thing. That's control wrapped up. So what above? Mm -hmm. Um. So I mean, that's what I would say about that. But even though that was a very specific situation, and, and you know, you were an adolescent, I think in general, when we're talking about abuse, it's kind of the same all the time. You can pick up on those certain markers. Think about how you met, right? Think about the environment that it was in, what you observed, like what created the connection. Was it something healthy or not? That's something to pay attention to. Pay attention to their motives and their intentions when they're buying gifts, when they're doing things for you. Pay attention to those things. Um, and any sort of thing that is control-like. And I think women need to do a better job of understanding that it's, it can be a very thin line between like concern and gentleman likeness and control, but mm -hmm. if you're paying attention, you'll see it again. It'll go back to like intention and motive. If a person is concerned about you, they may say, hey, make sure you text me when you get in so I know you got in safely and I'm not worried. A person who's controlling might 
call you in 10 minutes. You home yet? Well, I didn't get that text. What? Or after you text, they're still calling. Like, oh, I just wanted to make sure you were in the house. Mm -hmm. Like, there's that fine distinction that we got to look out for. So I want to put my I want to put myself Leah. Can you do me a favor? Can you? Because I did it a few minutes ago. Did you turn your ringer off? No. Mm-mm. Just um, press the thing and silence it. And I just want to thank everybody. I'm seeing more and more people joining in. Make sure yes. you know from my followers. Make sure that you're following Wedlocked and Loaded. For those that are here from Wedlocked and Loaded, yes. you're following me. Yeah. Yes. Um. Have a, a father figure around. So majestic, um, thank you for your comment. Um, some of us didn't have a father figure around, for example, or no male presence at all to run background on. What is what is going on over there, girl? See, that's the hotline is gonna go out. You know, um, so. <laughs> so before we get, into, so I wanted to put myself on the chopping block, right? Because it's definitely been. Um, some have said it. Leah has kind of said it. I don't feel like she feels like she's being controlled, but I think some of my behaviors have been deemed as controlling. Okay. Um, uh, for example, you know, something that Leah and I uh, went back and forth on is, um, you know, we don't have a... There's not like a normal time that we're in the house after going out, right? And what I mean by that is, and I've talked to like other couples just over the years, but like, say, you know, they're in a house by midnight or they're in a house by one or they're in a house by two, right? There's no like normal time. It's all over the place, right? So so for me, for my spidey senses or for Leah, if it's reversed, if it's 2.30 in the morning, that's not abnormal for my antennas to go up and say, where's my wife? Let me try to, you know, like she could still be out. And so what I've said to her is I would like to at least establish a norm. But because I think past things and the way I frame things and some of our issues in the past, Leah is hesitant to have that because then she would feel like she's beholden to that time. So if she's not home at two o'clock, it's now going to be a problem, right? Right. But that's not, it's genuinely not where I'm coming from. It's just really like, it just would be nice to know if I fell asleep and I woke up at one in the morning and Leah's not beside me, this is abnormal. Like there's no abnormalcy with either of us. Um, So what do you, what do you say to that? Um, Well, first I would ask, what is your goal? Like, what's your goal in having this standard or you guys agreeing? Like, is there a fear of something? Has something happened to create a disconnect? What What are you trying to get out of it? I think, so obviously there's a lot going on you know, there's no like morals and principles that that exist. You know, I don't know how old you are, but you know, I will assume that we're all kind of in the realm, I'm right? 39. How old are you? Thirty-nine. Okay, um, that's so rare because that just would never happen. By the way, <laughs> so um, so I won't reveal Leah's, but I'm forty, right? So we're we're definitely in the same um. You know, Leah's definitely like she, yeah. she's a cougar. Like when I was in when I was in oh, elementary God. school, she was graduating high school. You know what I mean? Like I don't believe yeah. curfew. I'm 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 a fine young tender. So um, you know, so there's no off limit. So I grew up with no women or children. There was absolutely acts that would happen to women, right? But it wasn't to the point of where it is now. So for me. I know even if Leah's with her best friend forever, they are not going to do the same thing that I would do if I was next to her, right? And I, don't, I can't expect them to. So for me, it's a matter of, you know, for years it would be if Leah wasn't next to me, I actually couldn't sleep. So 
you know, if she comes home at 12, she comes home at one, she comes home at two, she comes home at three, I'm up. And now I'm bullshit because I was home. And now I'm up all night. Like if I was out, I should have just been out too. Right. But I got over that. Now I can go to sleep. But the point of it is just having like a certain decency, not decency. I think that scratch that. A certain, You're using yeah. language that wouldn't yeah, yeah. necessarily. No, no, not. And I take that back. Not decency, because I think the space that we're in now is actually um, the communication is great. So if it's a situation where she's out or whatever, it's like, hey, babe, I'm still out, blah, blah, blah. And the check ins, which is good. But I think that so is there's is that what would um, kind of satisfy you here? Is it that hey, let's have a mutual understanding that if we're out and it's past two, we just check in? Maybe, and I I I I I think what I would like is the standard, right? What's a standard? When you what is a standard? standard? Are you well, saying like a specific? It could be. Hour? So let's, so so let's 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 exaggerate. So let's say our standard is by four a.m. We'll both be home, okay. right? Yeah. Four a.m. So that means if by until four o one, right? Yeah, but I'm not even a person that she knows. Like I'm not a person where like I call her like, hey, where you at? I don't actually don't believe in that. And the one time, maybe two. The two times that I did it, I got her, the two times I did it, I got her voicemail because you know how, you know, girls never have their phones and like yada, 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 whatever. Um, but I'm not big on that. I feel like if you're out, you're out, you're doing what you want to do. I don't need to be like, I just, I don't believe in that. Leah doesn't do that to me. I don't do that to her. I just don't believe in it. But if at four o'clock, if she's not home, it's like ding, 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 boom, let's go. What, what's up? I'll tell you, during the pandemic, when we were all home, including the kids, that was the best sleep that I got for, like, a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Like, when my family leaves the house, there's a certain anxiety that happens. Mm -hmm. My daughter, who's older, just insists on going to work out at midnight or 11 p.m. It drives me nuts. Yeah. I don't understand that. But to her, it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. I got to pick my battles. And so I guess, you know. I mean, it makes sense. You you sound like a protector and you're concerned about your family. And like I said, like there's a delicate balance between care and concern and putting these boundaries and limitations that are going to make your wife and your family feel controlled. So I, I would say the, the balance is asking, Leah, what are you comfortable with? Like, let's set up a guideline that we both can agree to, whether that's, hey, we kind of give a rough estimate of like when we're going to come back or, hey, if it's after this hour, we send a quick text just to say I'm okay. I don't know. You both would have to yeah. communicate what is important and kind of where you want to draw the line and see if you can agree on that. And then that's the commitment. Well, majestic, never, majestic never, knock it off. I, I, I would I, never, I, yeah, I would never I, agree to a time with him because ugh. it just, it doesn't work because if, if I say yes, this, you know, I'll be home at this time. And God forbid, you know, whether I'm dropping somebody off or, you know, I had one last drink or I wanted to finish my drink, even with communicating, saying, hey, I'm still here. I'll be leaving here. And whenever, like, by the time I get home, you know, he would be, like, so upset, like, you didn't get here when you said. So, like, he will absolutely behold me to whatever time. And that now? Is now? And now times you say that? Babe, you be Give trying me. to hide it. You be trying to hide it, but you be feeling it. Don't tell me what I feel. You don't know what I feel. Oh, I know what you feel. Oh, knock it off. So, so, so can, can we come to a conclusion with Deanna on the phone? So can we say, um, no. you know, Saturday nights, you'll be home by 11.30 p.m.? It sounds nope. like the reason why Leah doesn't want to draw a line in the sand is because that feels very kind of frigid like there's no wiggle room for life to happen 
and she doesn't want to anger you if anything happens outside of the agreement. Deanna, don't. So are you saying? So are you? So are you? What I heard. So you're interpreting Leah what she just said as she is protecting me and trying to look out for me, and she doesn't want to upset me. I said it sounds like she's not comfortable drawing a line in the sand because of how you've reacted in the past, and she doesn't want to be held to something because life could happen, and she doesn't want to upset you. Well. New year, new me. And so I've turned over a new leaf. So so I I am I am reformed and I am better, you see? I am I am um better able to deal. I just think that um, you know, having that is is you know, in in, in, in the rea babe. Is that you? Um, yeah, but I did turn it off. And it didn't happen. Um, and, and so I will say this, and this is something that so talk about like what is that? Sorry, hotline bling over here. Yeah, see, and so that's what I have to. So when I'm sitting next to her and I'm trying to talk, like, oh, babe, oh you know, my, you know, my day was so hard, and you know, I I, I missed you all day, and I couldn't wait to get home. Brr, brr, zzz, zzz, zzz. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I got to deal with every night, just so you know. I mean, that's that. Stop it. I need you to stop. You know, so I, I want to, um, you know, so talk about like therapy and figuring out stuff. You know, there's been a process. So for those that's in the room, um, for those that's in the room, you know, um, the, 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 babe, I'm going to come out there and do it myself. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's not working. So, um, I think part of, you know, doing the work and being in therapy for myself, in addition to necessary People will say, yeah. oh, my marriage is messed up. Like, we need to do When it's like, huh. Honestly, mm -hmm. like I had mine, Leah had hers, and we had marriage. That's awesome. But, um, Part of what happened, and I'm, I'm vocal about it because I feel like people's stories can be inspiring, yeah. right? So I don't believe in like hiding the things that could be shameful or embarrassing or whatever. But the reality for me, and, and I had to get to a point where it's not Leah's bag to carry, yeah. but I simply made her aware. And then now I have to figure it out. Um, you know, uh, a girlfriend years ago moved to college and was murdered right so she got on a plane i talked to her the night before she was murdered never spoke to her again um before that happened when i was 13 or 14 my mother my mother and father was hustling in the streets doing different things my mother went off and did her thing as normal and she ended up getting arrested and she got sentenced to two years you know what i'm saying and that was a pivotal time in my life where you know that was my mother. Yeah. So there's two examples of women who I loved in different ways, but they left and they never came back. Which so why you're so on top of when your family leaves the house and where they yeah. are, and that, that makes that makes a lot. You know, of and and so you know, and 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 that story maybe that particular could be unique, but like people have their own things. And I think it's important to do the work to figure out what it is. Um, oh, before I even get to that part, you know, she went to school in Atlanta. So I had a thing with Atlanta. So you can imagine my anxiety when Leah actually went to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was like a, a double, triple craziness. Um, but I realize that it's not fair to put that on Leah because that's not her burden. Absolutely. However, it is important for her to be aware of it 
as I'm dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what, because I think. What are you expecting when you say for her to be aware of it? Just to know. So when I when I had to actually think and process, like, wow, two women left, you know, and then, uh, you know, fast forward, and this is why me and Leah are together. There's another person who, um, you know, was really close to me. I haven't had a whole lot of girlfriends in my life. You know what I'm saying? I've talked to girls, whatever, but I haven't had. Leah, can you stop with the really? I didn't say, I didn't say anything. Keep going. Uh huh. But. Um, you know, so there was someone who I, I went with and, and we were close and she committed suicide, right? So now there's three girls, three females, three women that are gone. Now, I wasn't attached to her or with her. Me and Leah were well into our marriage, but it's just the point of it. I'm like, damn, now. So, um, and when it talks, when you know, for me, like, something that happened recently with um you know Jarrell Pringle who was murdered and and that case is still going on um that affected me in a different way um where you know she went out as normal and never made it back home you know what I'm saying or Deja Starr a young woman you know what I'm saying and, and it's so many cases of like just women and I don't want to say the most vulnerable, right? But women are, are, are being taken advantage of and being hunted. And so for me, like, my antennas are up for everybody, all women, right? And so it's 100,000 times for my women. Yes. Not my women, like I'm a caveman. No, but you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I have to understand that, you know, everyone's an adult. You know, we came, we came in this world, and so that's my own little. Um, and to you know. your point, you're not the only one that has that have those that has those same fears and anxieties, right? Like women have that same thing with men, right? right. I specifically my not just my girl children, my female children, but my son. I I, I fear him go walking to the corner store alone. Like when you're, when you're out, I, you know, I have those same thoughts, you know, so it's not just one sided, mm -hmm. but it absolutely is, you know, I think that having, making sure that there is communication when we are not out, you know, when we are not in the, in the home together, like that is key. And for me, I do, you know, when I'm out, you know who I'm with. You hate when I say it, but you know who I'm with. And nah. you, have, you have access to them as well, you know? And so there really shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So, Deanna, we'll do, we'll do a part two another time. So this was a really good conversation because I think Leah brought up a lot of really good points, too. The fact that... Leah did? Yeah. What about? I'm saying just now. <laughs> Poor baby. But I'm making the connection to where okay. you all are on the same page, though. I just want to yeah. point that out. The fact that you know it, it's it's not irrational that you have this fear. No, I also have this fear. The reason why I'm pointing that out is when it comes to her and her going out. I want you to understand that she's not ridiculing your fear. She mm. understands it and also has said she's experienced it. So mm. that should at least give you guys more of a level playing field about it. Because I know sometimes when we feel a certain way and we feel like our spouse is trivializing it, it makes us hold on to our point even more. So that's why I'm, I'm pointing out she understands you and she understands where it comes from, why it's strong and why it matters to you. She's not saying, oh, get over it. What she's saying is understand we all have those type of fears. I'm doing what I believe is sufficient enough to give you enough of like a safe playing field that if you need to contact me, want to check, you want to have these kind of safe spaces, I'm providing that. So can we agree that that's a little bit more of me giving you what you need? That's what I heard. 
That's exactly what I said. And and eleven thirty p.m. on Saturday nights is the curfew. So moving on. So so Dion, can can you can you tell the people um, as we're wrapping? Uh, can you tell the people because I know you have it's a course that's coming up, right? Yes, I actually have a free webinar that is tomorrow at eleven a.m. Central Standard because I'm in Dallas. But for all my people in Boston, East Coast, it's twelve noon. Um, it's great. It's called Three Keys to Attracting Love. So I literally break it down. I give you the game plan. It's free to come, so there's no excuse. But for those who want like a VIP experience and they want to dig in, you can VIP upgrade for $97, bring a friend with you, get some one-on-one -on -one time where we'll talk about your specific situations, and I'll give you some guidance and some additional gems that aren't in the free webinar. So, so is in my so, bio. Please follow me so, on Instagram. I'm on there every day. Um, I go live three times a week. Um, so yeah, check me out. So this isn't the um, the the last conversation because there's so much that we need to unpack. Yes. But I think you know we had a conversation um, offline. Um, when was that? Monday? Monday we talked? I think it was Monday, yeah. Um, I feel like the week is flying by, but, um, you know, there are people that like to have Instagram marathon sessions, and they go for three, four hours, and it's just like, you know, you, you have to stop the bleeding. You have to know when to end it. No. So I would rather have people locked in for the whole time, enjoying the conversation, and they'll come back next time, and, and, and we'll unpack some things. Um, Super trivial, but I just want to ask. Um, so the guys that you have, um, that you have helped, mm -hmm. has it been situations where they made it uncomfortable because they didn't, in turn, started hitting on you? Oh no, I've actually never had that. Never. No. And you know what, my fiance, um, when we first started becoming friends, I was explaining what I did. That was like one of one of his concerns. <laughs> of his concerns he definitely asked me about it and I I was so like no nah, that's like never happened he could not believe it he's like has to happen I don't know if it's because um I mean people come to me wounded and I know how to assist without crossing any lines I know how to empathize with out being inappropriate um i set certain boundaries so i don't have that problem well you know what i'm gonna make a note because i want to get into that next time and talking about um uh well that was actually in a clip for the promo for tonight boundaries i think boundaries are important some i set i certainly suffer from yep. um leah leah Unless like you're having a stroke, unless you are having a stroke, mm -hmm. there's no reason. All right. Heavy. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for. Guys, thank you so much for sharing this platform with me. I'd love to be back. I enjoy yes. you guys a lot. Yes, we will do it again, and we're going to have a couple of points. And I think next time we talk, um, we'll have some back and forth engagement with the, uh, with the people in the chat. Um, I think this time was important to really set the stage for what this is and what you do. Um, and sometimes I think it's important to just kind of have the show and present the show and not have so much back and forth and being derailed all over the place. Um, so for everyone that um, chimed in, thank you. We thank you. And we're going to do this again. Before, and we'll before, we, before we end, I have one more question. Of course you do. Of course I do. I um, just based off of, you know, this interaction and, you know, you listening to the, the podcast in the past, how compatible are we? Like, would you say? <laughs> based on what I've seen, I think you guys are a really good match. I was very impressed by Leah's ability to be quiet. <laughs> spoke. <laughs> I know you mentioned she made some faces and did some things, but she was very respectful and let you get yours off. I thought that was dope. I loved how you showed care and concern for her. Um, even the 
the things that you voiced as like fears and things that were coming up, it was all from a genuine place of love. So I think there's a really good like ebb and flow with you guys. I can tell you have a lot of fun. I can tell you laugh. Um, if you do disagree, we probably use laughter and jokes and things like that to get you by, which I think is a key to like a successful relationship marriage. Yeah. And you know, ton, tons of, um, this, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for, um, for joining us and we will absolutely do it again. We'll lock in, um, offline and, and set it up. Um, and this was unbelievable. And thank you so, so, so much. Thank you. Um, thank you and just everybody. give you, give your handles again. Yes. Um, just if you to make it easy on you guys at the top of the live, there's a little arrow. Just click on that and you'll be able to follow all of us. Whoever you're not following yes. already, just click the little follow. Make sure you do that. If you're interested in coming to my free webinar, just go to my page. Click on the link in my bio and you'll be able to register that way. It's tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central, 12 noon Eastern Standard. I would love to see you all there. So. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. a nice night. Thank you all, everyone. Um, Leah's going to immediately get on the phone. So let's just end this live because the people Bye. blowing her up need to talk to her. So thank you. Good night, everyone. Wedlocked and loaded. Wed, wed, wedlocked and loaded.